Sexy hair. Yeah, if you want sexy hair. I figured that's the equivalent of getting gum in your hair. Which would you rather? I've never gotten gum in my hair. Which would you rather have, gum or jizz? Or cum. <laughs> Ugh, this is gross. Well, these are real if questions. I, which would I rather? Mm-hmm. I would rather the bodily fluid as opposed to bubble gum. I don't want to say it. Gum and cum. <laughs> it's a game. What's in her hair? The audience is screaming out answers like on prices, right? What else could be in the hair? Crumbs, scum, plums. <laughs> it's pretty easy to get plums out of your hair. Well, for this game <laughs> show that you're ball. talking about. Oh. Where the crowd's yelling words mm-hmm. that rhyme so the person can't actually make out anything. Right. Then they succumb ah! to the pressure. Yes. And afterwards when they lose their glum. And they shrink from society. <laughs> then they keep mum. Oh. Because they're so embarrassed. Uh-huh. And um And they're emotionally numb. Beating to it. Well, come on. They you can... stay in their house all day and sit on their bum and drink rum. And bang a drum. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't wanna work. I just wanna eat all these plums all day. Hey! We're having a good time at the baseball game! Go! What a fun time they're yeah. having. Good. Yeah. Hey! Oh! Oh! Come on, go! No. Hey! Well, the truth is that's like the 17th take. Yeah. And they've got to do all that again. Do you know that little piece of trivia? No. What is that? That's, uh... The bassist in the band. Uh-huh. Well, the first bassist. Right. Nobody remembers his name anymore. Yeah. He couldn't take it anymore. He killed himself. But he was a bad shot. That's why he took three shots. Sure. He was dedicated. All right. Let's do it. You know the beginning of that song? That's what it sounded like. You know what I'm talking about? There's like a little... Man, listen to that echo snare. You can add it to your echo snare playlist that you've got going. A strange lady, she made me nervous. She took me in and gave me breakfast. And what'd she say? What'd she say, Do you come from a land down under? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it happened again. What happened? That person, oh, that basses. You better run, you better take cover. Well, they see these bass lines get so boring, and when they're recording in the studio for the 30th time, Basses can't handle it. (laughs) (laughs) Immediately, just for having to play the song. (laughs) No! I wanted a music career, but I didn't know it would have to be this.
I wanted to make art. Uh, yeah, I thought that this sound would be timeless. Do bassists actually go into music to make art? Bassists? Yeah. I don't think so. I wonder if the mouth organ thing still works on the phone. little party trick here we go three two one welcome to one topic where we stick to one topic my name is autumn fisher very excited you are yep my my name is greg ross (laughs) here we are here we are. Really going to do a topic this weekend like last week? Last week was the topic was free for fall. Yeah, which is going to become a tradition and people are going to enjoy that. They're going to look forward to the free for fall. Mm-hmm. Maybe they could give us some suggestions for next year. For the free for fall? Yeah. No, that's just us doing our thing. Free for fall? People are going to tune in. They're going to put it on around fireplaces and yeah. families are going to come together. Around the Yule log? Just to listen to the free for fall. All right. Hey. Yes. It's your week. Yeah, I guess it is my week because last week was my week, but then it became nobody's week. Yeah. And we're in Atlanta right now. Together. Yes. Again. We're in. Yes. We're in the same place looking at looking at each other. Which is a nice thing. It makes the show a little more personable mm. because there's a big disconnect between us when we're not doing the oh, show together. And huge. I think anyway, everyone can pick that up. Yeah. It's it's really hard. Yeah. Very robotic. <laughs> well, you should say robotic. You should say the word robotic like a robot. Robotic. <laughs> Why not? That makes sense. It only makes sense. Well, does that mean you should say something like jelly, like jelly? Sure. Okay. Yeah. And if you say the word hard, you be like hard splash. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, I'd like you to speak like that now. But yeah, so we're in Atlanta together, and uh, we're leaving today. Also, Atlanta. Getting out of this city. Peach Pit. Yeah, the the Peach State Pit. Mm. That's the nickname for Atlanta. I want to. I'm going to put it on a T-shirt. It's the Peach State Pit. Peach 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 Pit State. No, no, because it's a Peach State, and uh-huh. Atlanta's the pit of that state. Get it? Say it again. It's the it's the Peach State Pit. Okay. Because it's a city, mm-hmm. and people think cities are pits. Yeah. Okay. There. I'm going to sell it. It's the new Big Apple. Put it it on t-shirts. Yeah. It'll be I and then a peach pit instead of a heart. Like I heart New York. It'd be I peach pit, but the picture of the pit, Uh Atlanta. ATL. Mm. Yes. Oh, well. No, you're right. right. You're right. You got to do that. I don't like the ATL thing. What about NYC? It just stands for New York City. Well, ATL stands for Atlanta. I think in an abbreviated form, that's fine. No one's running. I mean, I don't hear people quite often saying, I guess people do. 
People don't live there say, I'm in NYC. Oh. I guess people do say that, which I don't like it now at all. All right. I just don't like it being called ATL. My favorite bumper sticker of all time was put the Anta back in Atlanta. Put the Anta back in Atlanta? Yeah, because when you call it the ATL, you drop the Anta. Oh. It was a good one. How do you feel about Atlanta? Just saying Atlanta. I say Atlanta instead of like Atlanta. Yeah, I think it's the proper way to say it if you are he- from here. Or oh, really? Here. Yeah. Supposed to be the soft tea. Hmm, Atlanta. Anyway, we get to head down to the world's busiest airport. What a selling point. <laughs> wow. No, it is kind of cool. It's the busiest airport. Well, that's the topic, the by the way. The topic world? for today I haven't actually even set up oh, yet. Right. We're going to talk about airports because I, I get stressed by them. <sighs> I've traveled a lot in my life. I've probably been on a couple hundred flights. I know you real business travelers fly three times a day. <laughs> Yeah. All right. But for the for the average person, I had a job that would take me places and I flew a lot and mm-hmm. I, I get very stressed just at the thought of airports. So anyway, that's why uh, I'm referencing the world's busiest airport. Is it the world's busiest? World's airport? busiest. That's pretty cool. I think that's neat. I am not stressed out by the airport at all. I like it. I like traveling. I like being in the airport. It makes me feel important. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, you should dress to travel then, dress to impress. Well, I mean, I'm not wearing a business suit, but I don't wear pajama pants or, you know, active wear leggings and whatever to the airport because I do want to, like, be dressed at the airport because it turned into such a thing where people were dressing so down to be at the airport or to be on a flight. Just in general. Yeah. I have to be so comfortable. Yeah, I'm going to put on my... What were those? Uh, are you not comfortable in your clothing? What are those uh, pink pants, fruity couture or something? Juicy couture? <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, those, were, yeah. those were popular, right? They were. Where did that come from? What is this, what is juicy couture? Uh, I don't know. It's just a juicy is a company. Um, and I think that J-Lo started wearing it. And so it became a popular thing. Oh, boy. And then all this stuff written on people's butts, like on their sweatpants, you know? Yeah, and then you look at it because you're trying to read it, and people think you're checking out the butt. Yeah. I don't want to check out your butt. I know just, it comes I out just of there. Can't, I just love reading. I have, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm, just a re- I'm just an avid reader. I'm a big fan of it. What does your butt say? But There was a point that I would travel, and we're not really actually going to talk about flying, just yeah. airports. Though there's so much good material about planes, Autumn. Separate topic. How about those seats or that food? <laughs> wow. It's so Airplane little food, space. right. What about the person sitting next to you whose arm spills? Wow, mm-hmm. my God. Why don't they give you the this whole can? This person's clipping their nails. You can ask for the whole can. <laughs> it seems uh, they should offer the whole can. I give. I asked for the can. I got a can of seltzer. I was like, can You're I gonna have the whole thing? You're going to ask for a can today? I don't know, but I might. I mean, if, if I wanted it, I would ask. There They'll was give a, it to you. Okay. I mean, I've seen that. They've offered it before, which I thought was nice. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to go out of my way to ask for it. I feel like it's uh, asking too much. Anyway, we're not talking about that. Okay. Though, I, you know, it, this ties into it because we're talking about the, there was one point I wore a three-piece suit for two months when I would fly. Wow. I was treating it like it was the beginning days of air travel. You're talking about feeling important. It's like, I'm going to walk through. Problem is I had one suit. So, <laughs> and I wasn't getting it dry cleaned. <laughs> no. Because if it's it. dry, if it says dry clean only, it ain't getting done. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I gave up on that. But I did, I also had a fantasy of being on the plane dressed like that mm-hmm. and someone causing trouble. Maybe oh. they're trying to hijack the plane or maybe they're just up and about when they should be sitting and they're defying the flight attendants. And I casually take off my tie. I go up behind them and I strangle them. 
Okay. They're out. Uh-huh. I've taken care of the situation. They're subdued. I just go sit back down and I go right back to reading. And people are like, whoa, that's like, look how he's dressed. And he just yeah. handled that situation so coolly. Yeah. Is he uh, James Bond? Yeah. Yeah. This is the fantasy. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I don't do these things. Do you like kiss a woman? I don't need a claim. That's not why I do these things. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't no, go you wouldn't like far. dip her and kiss her? No, because that's entitlement at that point. I saved the plane. Now I get to pick whoever I want. To, no. <laughs> yeah, out it's, of the herd. It's like I did this because it needed to be done and I'm just living my life. So did any, were you looking for that once you were on the plane in your three-piece suit? Um, You're like, come on. This guy looks like trouble. Easy. Every time someone will get up to go to the bathroom. Yeah. You do like a karate chop and they're like. Please try to get into the flight deck. Yeah. Please start banging on that door. Just nonchalantly take off my tie. Man, that would be so cool. It would be cool. People probably. But also, did you just murder this person? Well, if they're. For, it depends. For not, for not sitting down when they should be. Well, that's why I said subdued. You can take it however you like. Okay. If the person's tried to take over the plane and harm people, then yeah, they're dead. Okay. If it's just a rowdy passenger, they're just unconscious all right and then when they wake up they're tied to their chair with duct tape sure or like um zip ties yeah a lot of zip ties lots just around their body tight tight to cut off the circulation too a little too tight a little too not i mean you don't want to cut it off you you don't mean to make it tight you're just trying to make it tight and then it's a zip tie so you can't go back you know you can't loosen it up once you've made it too tight it can only be cut off and redone Mm -hmm. um i like i said i don't I don't dress fancy like that to be at the airport, but I just like it. I like I like knowing what I'm doing at the airport, which I and I, I'm TSA pre-checked, and I always feel like I'm a little more special because I get to go through that but line. Not However, anymore. not anymore because everyone's getting TSA pre-checked or they're with Clear or whatever, and so they're zipping through and but. Those lines are sometimes longer than just standard security. Well, let's get to that. Let's just work our way to the airport. Okay. All right. This is the stress to begin with. All right. Getting to the I live in New York. Uh, LaGuardia is a shithole. They're uh-huh. rebuilding a new LaGuardia on top of the old LaGuardia, in front of the old LaGuardia. And at some point they have to, one of those terminals, I swear to God, was a trailer. Have you ever, you've been in a trailer before? Yeah. That people live in? Uh-huh. Or maybe your school didn't have enough classrooms yes. and they had to put trailers up. You walked it. It's, it's like a stilts. It was a trailer. Uh-huh. They got rid of that one. Every time it would rain, water would be leaking. Wow. And then they would just put a trash bag with a funnel on the end. So uh-huh. it was like a tarp, but it wasn't a, it was a trash bag serving as a tarp and it would funnel the water into this hose that went to a bucket. Um, so just getting there to begin with is stressful. It always was. There's no public transit access unless you get on a bus. And they're all That's really surprising for New York City. Well, for Atlanta to have such poor public transit, but have a train station that deliver, delivers you directly inside the airport, like that's pretty awesome. It is nice. It's the one place that Marta will get you. Yeah, is the airport. Um, anyway, I'll take the bus. I've done it before, but getting there and now it's such a so much construction there. So just getting there to begin with the cost of the cab. And if I went to JFK, which maybe I should do, they do have train access. Okay. But I like to fly Southwest. They have good prices. And Southwest doesn't go into JFK? No, they're LaGuardia. Oh. But even here in Atlanta, when you try to drop people off, if you've got someone taking you Mm -hmm. and there's so much traffic outside and the cops are yelling at you because you're parked for two seconds when someone's trying to get out of the car. They are pretty strict. 
Yeah, I know you don't want people sitting there blocking the traffic because people will do that because they don't care about other people's existence. Mm-hmm. I'm here. They have I'm to do waiting. their favorite thing. This is the th- this is my favorite thing, so I have to do it no matter what inconvenience it causes anybody else. There's no consideration, Mm-mm. so the cops have to be on top of it. But they also don't use discretion. Right. It's like, uh, you see me getting out of the car. I'm going as fast as I can. Don't I'm say. Saying, I'm saying goodbye to a loved one. No. All right, so we're at the airport. It's been stressful because you had to take a bus or you had to have someone drop you off. Um, yeah, I know it doesn't sound so bad. You look at the uh, gate check. Pe- no, the people. What are they called? Uh, the people that will check your luggage and stuff on the curb. That, that I have that on my list. Yeah? I have that on my list because you go inside and you want to drop, just drop off your bag because now they expect you to tag your own bag. You go to the kiosk and you put in your information and the tag comes out and you tag your own bag and you're supposed to take it to the bag drop and that's got a really long line. So then they say, well, you could have gone outside and used the curbside check-in, mm-hmm. which why do those people get tipped? I don't know. What are they doing that's so different? Nothing. They're bringing it like. They throw it on a conveyor belt. 50 yards. Yeah, they, they don't even carry it into the airport or anything. It just goes on the conveyor belt. I guess it depends on the airport. Sometimes maybe there's a cart to be pushed. All right. But still, what's that going to do? It's a little more manual labor. Uh, how much? It's the convenience that you're... But they they just tell you, right? You can tip me if you want. Yeah. Just put it here. Yeah, there was a stack of money, and the person pointed to it and said, if you'd like to leave us a tip, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, sure. That that ruins the purpose of the tipping. If you are getting a service, if it is easier and you're not waiting in line, then okay, tip. Yeah. We can argue the logic behind it. They're not doing a job that's any different than- That's a whole other thing. Tipping should be an episode because think about the things that you tip for and the things you don't tip for. Oh, yeah. Such confusion. Yeah. And people take advantage of that now. Like, well, people are used to tipping, so this is a situation where maybe people wouldn't normally tip, but if I put out a tip jar- Oh, Yeah. But the calling for the telling the person, you can tip me. Well, isn't that what uh, bellboys do? Bellhops? When they hang around your... Yeah, they do the thing with their hands. <laughs> yeah, you're just getting that from Home Alone too. Yeah, <laughs> but isn't that something they honestly do? I don't, I don't know if they actually make the money <laughs> sign with their fingers. They may, Yeah. but I feel like that's a little too far, but they will linger. Uh-huh. Rob, have... Rob Schneider's at your... <laughs> At your door? I avoid them, too. Demanding money. We used to travel with a lot of film gear. Mm-hmm. They, we got that certain thing. Nope, 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 no. Yeah. We'll handle this. Yeah, it's tough. Never accept help at the airport. You're going to have to tip them. <laughs> no one wants to help for free these days. No. What happened to helping for free? Mm. Approach me and offer to help me for free, and I'll tip you. Approach me and demand a tip. Oh, I don't, I don't want to tip you. Yeah, I think that's a fair rule. Okay. All right. So we've been concerned about dropping our bags off. We've gotten the bags <laughs> checked. They're well, in. Well, no, yeah, I guess they're checked. Right. Like the, when you're self-tagging your bag these days, you put it on wrong, then they yell at you, then you have to do it all over again anyway. But sure. Okay. Then we've tipped the guy $10 because he's strong-armed us into it. Uh, you've you've gotten to the airport and you've realized that you've booked your ticket through Travelocity and forgot to change your <laughs> name from uh, your maiden name to your married name. Yes, I've come across that problem many times. <laughs> and Delta won't help you because it was booked through a third party. So 
you have 15 minutes till your flight starts boarding and you're on the phone with Travelocity asking them to change the thing, but they can't because I've already checked in. And so I have to, you ha- someone, not me, I don't know who, would have to pay $50 to Delta for a name change <laughs> on the flight. And then you can't, um, you can't check your bag because the flight started boarding. So you have some really expensive hairspray that you brought with you and then it has to be taken by security. It was $32 for hairspray. This is a great hypothetical. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Wow, you just came up with that on top of your head. I mean, just, you know, it's just a normal day at the airport. You can imagine the worst scenarios ever. Just yeah. like this. Thanks. Yeah. All right, so we're in line at security. <laughs> well, well, let's explore that for a second. Okay. So when you actually did this, you mm-hmm. put your wrong name on the ticket. I understand that the, the security restrictions are tighter than they used to be and the name yeah. needs to match. But yeah, the protocol to get that changed, and if you ever use a third-party booking site for anything and you need help, the company, like, so you use Travelocity and you got a Delta. Delta surely doesn't want to help you. They want to punish you for such a thing. <laughs> yeah. That's how, that's how it feels. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you, you didn't book directly through us? Yeah. yeah. We're going to make you pay. Mm-hmm. Literally. The fact that, so what happened? Uh, that all happened. Um, I was talking to this very rude Delta woman, blessed her heart. She was a certain type of woman who was not helpful or friendly. And um, so I ended up going over to the uh, first class check-in for help. And I was like, listen, this lady down here, she's not helping me. (laughs) I know that you're first class, whatever, but can you help me do this? So we figured it out, but she had to get on the phone with someone and charge me $50 to change the name on my ticket. And then, like I said, because the flight had already started boarding, I had to uh, take my bag, which I assumed, which I had planned to check because I had like, a big uh, bottle of hairspray in it that was expensive. And I had just gotten the newer bottle and I put the newer bottle in instead of the older bottle that had a little bit left in it. I should have put the little bit left in it in there and then I would have lost that and it wouldn't have been a big deal. But instead I lost my brand new thing of hairspray. There you go. You still loving the airport? Still feeling like an important person? Flying, jet setting? Traveling However, though, during that whole process, I was never upset. I was never snooty or snippy with anyone, even though I was concerned that, you know, this flight is boarding and I'm still standing here at this gate. Uh, I'm sorry to check in. I'm not at the gate. Um, And people were pretty cool. Like if you're if you work with the people who are trying to help you instead of being short and just shitty with them, they'll be cool with you and they'll help you. you. You might still have to pay $50 for I don't know what. What did I pay fifty dollars for? What the, the fact that they had that fee in their schedule of fees? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Name change fifty dollars. Why? Take as much money from the passengers as you can. Yeah, fifty bucks. But what you said about being polite and yes. pleasant, mm-hmm. it is going to get you a lot further. Mm-hmm. You can kill more bees with vinegar than you can with. Honey, because they make honey and know how to swim in it. Is that how the saying goes? <laughs> I think so. Something yeah, like that. That's, that's the, yeah. You that's can what you can is. kill more bees in the bush than two in the hand. Yeah. Don't put all your bees in the cart. People who live in before bee, they hatch. <laughs> people who live in bee houses shouldn't throw gasoline and set fire to the hive. Uh huh. It's something like that. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand someone who would go up and start screaming at a person who had nothing to do with it. It gets frustrating. <sighs> yeah, it does. Because people want, do want to skirt their jobs, or it's something they're not used to dealing with. But 
you know, it's a pressing issue for you mm-hmm. and to not get help. I can understand and get frustrating. Yeah. But don't take it out on these people. They're trying to do something. Um, uh, what I don't like is when you're going through security and there are the TSA people who are like, ma'am, ma'am, please, ma'am, laptop out of the ma'am, you know, sir, sir. <laughs> Shut up. Well, the reason they have to do that, right, is because so many people are going through. That's fine, but go to the person and say, excuse me, you need to take your thing. You don't have to make an example out of them. You can yell out to the crowd and say, like, you know, take, make sure your laptops are out of the bag. Blah, 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 blah. That's fine. But don't, I don't like the sort of example that you're making of someone. Sir, sir, the laptop needs to be out of the bag. Your shoes must be off, sir. <laughs> I don't, Can't they just be cool and be like, sorry, sir, you got to take your shoes off. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we could apply the same logic. We just, it's frustrating because they're dealing with the same thing. People just making the same mistake over and over. So, yeah. at some point, maybe you're pleasant and you lose it. Yeah. And you snap and you embarrass the person. That's that's the way to get people to change their behavior. If you can convince Shame them. Shame them yes. into change. Yes. That's how Japan operates. The whole society, if you go and hang out, like, this is very pleasant because they're all scared. <laughs> They're scared of making a misstep where all of society will shame them. And well, no. I mean, what happens if they misstep? What happens? People look at them. That train operator, that there was a train driver who left the station 10 seconds early, something like this. Shamed. Shamed. Yeah, 10 seconds early. I had to apologize. Man, I don't even think he had to. He did. Yeah. On his own. And then he killed himself. Probably in that forest near Fuji. Yeah. Which I know isn't funny. That's the other side of that kind of society. Yeah. It's just so much pressure to be a certain way. There's a nice balance somewhere. Yeah, it makes things better in a lot of ways, but then because of that added pressure, maybe it's too much. This sometimes. is They do this, and again, I told you we weren't going to talk about the actual flight itself, but I do like when someone gets up to go to the bathroom before the fasten your seatbelt sign is off, uh-huh. and then the, the, the attendant gets on the intercom and shames the person. Doesn't like call them out directly. Yeah. But, Please stay in your seats. The plane, we're still ascending. I don't mind that. Sure. Half the time people don't listen anyway. Well, that's better than saying, sir, we're still ascending. Please get back in your seat and fasten your seat. Like, Why don't you like that? You just don't like the uh, harshness. It's, It's inhuman. Hello. Maybe this person doesn't fly that often. Maybe they just need a little assistance. You could just go to them and be like, sir, you need to please blow up. Okay. How what what's your reaction when someone's like, "Sir, sir, sit in your seat," you know, or if it's like, "Sir, I'm sorry, sir, you have to sit down." Oh, okay, sorry. Well, right, this is don't. what I always hope when someone does it that the plane hits turbulence and the person flies to the ceiling. Ugh. Then serves them right. Never happened. Good. <laughs> I'm glad that didn't happen. Don't you think that you'd feel really bad if it really did happen? I'm all about people learning lessons. Okay, if the person didn't know and yeah. they were confused, then no. But if, if they know the rules and they decide to break the rules, it's the same thing as uh, before if the person's dead or not. So next time, strangle. Yeah, next time that happens, stand up and ask them, you know, are you confused? Are you of sound mind? Yes. Okay, I'll be right back. And then you pass a note to the pilot, hit the turbulence. Yeah. <laughs> Teach this. Fly into that cumulonimbus. <laughs> Teach this chump a lesson. <laughs> the security never bothered me much. I don't know. It's a little, those those millimeter wave machines that... Oh take yeah. Naked scans of your body. When I was pregnant, I didn't go through them. Yeah, they're a form of population control. That's good. They are. Yeah, they render men infertile. 
Yeah. Oh, they do for real. Yeah, the United States government has decided that this is something they want to do. Uh-huh. Because countries don't benefit from the more citizens they have, meaning more money and more people to fight in wars if it comes down to it. You know, they want to stop the population growth. So those machines were a ploy by the government. Smart. And what happens is I actually knew someone who believed that. Uh-huh. And he, he would take the pat down every time. Really? Not even through the metal detector? Well, I mean, this Because there's is... a choice usually, right? You can choose. No, because you're a fancy pre-check person. You don't have to use the wave machine oh. usually. You can go through the metal detector. Oh, but, I forgot. But, I'm just so used to being fancy. But those common travelers. The commoners. They got to go through the. If you don't want it, you get the pat down. What do you really see when they scan you? Like, what does the screen look like after they've scanned you? You've put your arms up in the air. You can pretty much see the naked bods. I mean, at least there's. It's not a a, a straight up picture of someone naked, but yeah. there's definition and detail that you can see wow. in this image that I pulled up. There's a woman. You can see her nipples. And you can see the definition in her stomach and legs. Huh. And there's this idea that the people who look at these, then they get deleted right away. But I doubt that. I know that there are perverts everywhere and there's someone in a position where they get these pictures and somehow they can save them. And they keep, look, they're blurring out the face for a reason. It's for safety. And for masturbation. (laughs) Uh, You don't really see that much. Yeah, look at that butt crack right yeah, there. Yeah, but man, you look—it looks like someone was dipped in metal. Yeah, I, that's like a, if you dipped a human body, a naked body, in metal, that's what it looks like. Like uh, the T one thousand from Terminator Two, or a little bit like Han Solo in that carbonite. Yeah, yeah, your favorite. He should have stayed trapped there forever. No, he'd still be alive at this point. He wouldn't have ended up getting killed by his own hey, kid. Hey, spoiler! <laughs> that didn't work, really. Why not? I, they were trying to show you how evil he was. He killed his own dad. It's like, yeah. Eh, whatever. Well, it was a mirroring of Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. They were on that bridge. You know. Adam Driver. You love him. Oh, yeah. Everyone does. Yeah. He is not... Uh, traditionally handsome, but I don't, he's big and tall and seems very, like he could pick you up. (laughs) That's all you want, huh? Out of like a fantasy man, sure. Just someone who can pick you up. No, that's not the only thing I want. That just seems like a, oh, I'm so light in your arms. What are you looking for in a partner on your dating profile? Yeah. Uh, not traditionally handsome. And someone who can pick me up. Listen, I like Idris Alba. Yeah. Yeah, hot. He seems like he's strong. I'm not arguing <laughs> these things. I just, uh, I, um, I like the fact that it's not that difficult. If you can pick me up, yeah, you've got a good chance. Makes me feel like I weigh nothing. <laughs> a little feather. Ugh. Okay. There's um, nothing. Do you think Idris Alba likes to likes the airport too? <laughs> I don't think you had to do that. No? We've abandoned those rules long ago where you have to find a way back to the topic. We can just jump right back to the topic. What? Why? Because oh, yeah, they were dumb rules because they brought up stuff like that. Do you think <laughs> Idris Elba likes the airport? Well, if he did, then he and I would get along. And then we could make out in one of the little um, uh, those little inlets that have the Coke machines and stuff in there. And the ice cream machines. Oh, yeah, the weird ice cream machines. Where the lid pops open and the vacuum goes in and pulls Uh out the good humor bar. Mm. Good humor bars aren't even, they've been in there too long. They're frozen solid. Yeah. 
The they choco- have like icicles on them. The Choco Tacos are never crunchy. Mm-hmm. They're always soggy. Yeah. I'll still eat it, though. You know what's nice, though, about airports now is that they have those... Um, uh, it, like vending machines for things like headphones or earbuds or an iPad. Uh, do they have an iPad one? Really? Yeah. Wow. They put really expensive items in some of these things. Oh, okay. It's crazy. I've never needed. Uh, well, I've I've purchased earbuds before at one of the little you know what are they called the news uh, stands. <laughs> you know, uh, and it was ridiculously expensive. Well, you're held captive. Yeah. Where else are you going to go? You've already just gone through. Security. Yeah. There was one time I left security because I wanted to go get something cheaper. Oh, really? And then I came back and went through it again. It was wow. a light day at the airport. Sure. Because I'm proving a point. At that point, you could say, well, your time is money and you spent so much more time. I don't care. That person didn't get my money straight At up. BWI, it's nothing. You can get to the airport. If you really wanted to push it, you didn't have to check a bag or anything. That's Baltimore. Yeah. I'm sorry. In Baltimore. Um, uh, you could get to the airport. Probably at boarding time. Like if you walked through the doors at boarding, you could get to your gate in like 10 minutes. You go through, if you've checked in online, you have to go through security. It takes zero time to get through security. You'd be at your gate. You'd you'd make your flight. No problem. Well, that was, uh, and in Atlanta, if you get through, but you have to take the train. Yeah. You have to, it takes time to get to your gate. And then the, uh, the concourses are so big. It takes a while sometimes to get to your concourse if you're near the end. The plane train, yeah. which I pulled up the old, uh, since you and I grew up in Atlanta, and anyone who was here in the 80s and 90s knows the old voice on the plane train, which I don't think it was called the plane train then. No. They had to make it rhyme for some reason. It's the plane train, but how? The the voice the, of the Atlanta the thing, airport. The thing I remember from a, as a kid was, please stand clear of the closing doors. Doo-doo-doop. Stop. Do not enter. Do the beep. The trick of Mountain Dew. Wow. I know. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Is it? I, just, I, I didn't know you would go get a Mountain Dew. Well, you know, I uh, would get a can of Coke, but uh, I don't tend to like regular Cokes anymore. I like a Mexican Coke. And now that I, if I go back to a regular Coke, I really don't, I really am wanting it to taste different. So I decided to get a Mountain Dew. So if you're going to get that high fructose corn syrup. You may as well just go all out. Yeah, 46 grams of sugar. That's the, that's 46. In a can, a 12-ounce can Yeah. Mountain Dew. The high limit's supposed to be 25 grams for the day. <sighs> Yikes. Um, all right. Let's, but when, let's... We were, when, we were, when I was a kid, when you could just go into airports before security got tight, uh, my dad used to take me to the airport, and we would just, either you could get close to runways and watch planes land and take yeah. off or we could just go in and like look out the windows at the planes sure. at the gates so i was there quite often even though i never flew as a kid so this is why i remember how the airport train voice which i love so much better than the realistic human voice mm-hmm. now yeah. it's like stand clear of the closing doors please yeah goofball old man so that guy he's like a guy who tries too hard to be yeah. friendly uh-huh family member you're on a train inside an airport he sounds like he should be at six flags on the mine train <gasps> yeah he's the one who howdy partners you're on the plane train <laughs> watch out for you know rogue mining cots <laughs> yeah that's what that guy should be the airport uh-huh this vehicle is leaving the station please hold on 
Next stop is Concourse B. The color-coded maps and signs in this vehicle match the station colors. Please move to the center of the vehicle and away from the doors. That's a voice that commands respect because I remember that whole thing. I remember that word for word. Uh Uh-huh. Because that voice, I don't know what the lady says now. And this is, I take the, the plane train quite yeah. often and come down to It's Atlanta. probably like, next stop is Concourse T. Exit here for whatever domestic, you know, baggage claim. Yeah, huh? I'm not paying attention to you. Yeah, it's just so pleasant. Bring back the scary voice that sounds like if you were alone. <laughs> yeah. The, of a being, a bot would pop out and slaughter you. Uh, I'm wondering how that audio was made because it doesn't I mean it sounds like a computer but it sounds like someone's voice and then they put a filter or something on it you think that's a robot voice like they've typed it in and, like in uh, war games yeah yeah that was some of the first greetings Mr. Falcon yeah it's exactly what do it you is. want to ride a train <laughs> For whatever reason, yeah, they didn't want to pay the actors' union SAG. Yeah, I was like, get out of here. We're gonna, we'll use this robot. First instance of machines taking away human jobs. Voiceovers oh. on airport trains. Right. There were protests. There mm-hmm. were boycotts. But then people realized they had to walk a mile between terminals. <laughs> like, all right, I'm just gonna. Ride I know. Sometimes train. when I do decide to walk through uh, to get to the different terminals. I kind of regret it halfway through. I have another one of these to go. Well, the moving escalator Mm -hmm. that takes up what people stand on and ride, Mm -hmm. it's there to help you walk faster. Right. You could just walk in the middle and you would be walking this speed or you could walk on the moving belt and walk more quickly. That's the point of it. But people stand on it and just ride it. Yeah. And then they block it. Then you say, excuse me, and they look over their shoulder. That's the noise. How many times have you heard that noise in your life? Because you want to get past someone who's blocking. You know what I do? Oh, <sighs> so uh, I really believe that. Okay, like a, a, a moving sidewalk people aren't as familiar with, so maybe they don't. People are not. I guess people are idiots. This is why I think people are idiots, because these aren't things that are hard to figure out. I'm not familiar with this moving sidewalk. I've never seen this. What do I do? I'll just stand on it, <laughs> even though it's moving um, one mile per hour. Yeah. It's laziness is what it is. But what I like to do is not necessarily on the moving sidewalks. I'll do it there because I think on the moving sidewalks in at least the Atlanta airport, there's a sign, right? That's like move to the right if you're for standing and walking is to the left. And I really believe with that. I I believe in that with uh, escalators. And when someone is standing, there's there's a tendency in humans to sort of stagger yourselves. So if someone is riding on the right hand side of the escalator and you come up behind them, your instinct is to sort of move to the left and not stand directly behind them. But the left is for is the fast lane. The left is for people who want to walk up the escalator stairs as it's going. And the right is for people who want to stand. Maybe they don't want to carry their suitcase or something. But I think in Japan, right, they know this. People stand to the right if they're stopped. And to the left, it gives room for people on the left to walk up the stairs. I'm it, sorry, I, the escalators. It's the opposite just because they drive on the opposite side of the oh, okay, road. But, but the same concept. Yeah. But what, And also because you'll be locked away for probably 12 years if you don't follow that rule. Right, because it's a shame culture. Well, in New York, that people follow that rule generally, too. There yeah. are people, but you know, people will push them out of the way or tell them to move. 
Yeah. Um, well, that's the thing. So especially when I'm in those situations, I almost I don't necessarily want to walk up the stairs, the escalator stairs, but I'll do it just to teach them to say, like, this is the fast lane. And I'll say, like, excuse me, excuse me. You know, I'll make them move over so that they learn like you should be on the right. And maybe they'll take that with them at some point. Probably not. They'll just tell their friends about this rude bitch they met. <laughs> I did this once, though. I really it was this instinctual mom reaction. There was I was going down an escalator and this kid was sort of in the way. Uh, but his book bag was uh, the back zipper of his book bag was open and there was money in there. And I just went up behind him. He had headphones on. I just went up behind him and zipped his thing and like told us like, sorry, your backpack was open. And he's like, oh, thanks, baby. You know, <laughs> but I thought but sometimes I would think I don't want to just like, should I tell this person like, oh, excuse me. Your bag is open. I just did it. I just was like, I touched all his stuff and zipped it up. I felt weird that I did it afterwards. Yeah, this guy's of money was there. You don't want to be in that situation when you're touching it. Yeah, I feel like if he was a different, he was really nice, but it could have been a whole different thing. I should have tapped him on the shoulder and told him his thing was undone, but I just it just touched his bag, zipping it up. Felt weird that I did that. I'm but, glad I did it, and I, I enjoyed the interaction, but I felt like that was stupid. I shouldn't have done that. There was a guy who dropped his wallet running out of the train station. Uh huh. And I chased him down. And then some other guy saw me do that. I was like, oh man, I would have kept it. <laughs> <laughs> really? He's like, I'm going to keep this guy's wallet. That's going to ruin his day. Yes. He, the next time he looks for it, and that panic that sets in. What happened when he gave it back to him? He's like, oh man, thanks. I was yeah. like, yeah, give me a reward. So yeah. Did you do your the money sign yeah. like uh, said, Rob like, Rob uh, Schneider? It's like if you'd like to re- leave a reward, you can just drop it in this pocket right here. Yep. And I pulled out my pant pocket. Uh, Adam, drop it in. All right. So we're on the plane train. We've made it to our concourse. Yeah, and we've made it to the concourse, and we've already talked about the escalator. You're uh-huh. going up, and people aren't uh, moving out of the way, and they're just standing there. You teach them a lesson by going on the left side of the escalator, asking them to move over. Yeah, and you've gone to concourse C. Yep. Uh, in Atlanta because that's where the Chick-fil-A is, but it's Sunday oh, and you get there and you're depressed. God. The end. And that okay. is my experience at the airport. So mine is not that different, but <laughs> I will go to the gate and I always like to, even if I'm I'm very early, I like to go to the gate first just to like know it. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, well, it's worth checking because sometimes they switch the gates on you. Oh, that's true. So it is worth I don't do it for that. It's some sort of like instinctual, like I have to know the lay of the land so that when I come back, this will be, I will, it will be known. And then Lewis and Clark. Yes. Exploration. I I hire an indigenous airportian and she's pregnant, but I hire her anyway from her dad for some beans. (laughs) Okay. And she has the baby on the way to Concourse C. So you've got, all right, now now you're. (laughs) familiar with the land and you've got the the local indigenous people to help you yes and you know what i do because i'm a fancy bitch i go to the delta lounge because i have a fancy credit card that gives me access yeah, to the delta yeah. lounge. what is the fee on that fancy credit card here that's not 430 that's not important right now right. what is important I've, is I've, that i get free cookies and snacks and food and drinks you can get free drinks free you know soups they always have a tasty soup. The soup is actually good. I think it's one of my favorite things. And then they have fun little desserts. No, they're nice. I Any kind of lounge that yeah. an airline provides. I just, when I asked you what your annual fee on that credit card was, mm-hmm. I don't want to tell you. I was like, okay, I'll look it up. 
<laughs> and it was four hundred something dollars a year. You, no. you did the you did the best one you could get, which is fine. I'm not saying it's not worth it. I just you were embarrassed. The only reason I'm making a deal about this right now is because you didn't want to tell me. Yeah. If you just told me, I was like, okay. In the scheme of things, that's not that much money per year. What is you come- you get access to the Delta lounges and you get a free uh a free ticket every year. Okay, and a, a free checked bag. And a free checked bag. Wow, how generous of them. Wow. <laughs> bag should still be checked for free. You think so? This is one of the things that makes people line up the way they do to get on a plane. When you have an assigned oh. seat, you just wait. Your seat is there. But no, everyone fights because they need that overhead bin space because they didn't want to pay to check their bag because the airlines well, give us more money, ways to get more money. Oh, you want to pick your seat now? Hey, yeah, get some more money. <laughs> people like picking their seats. Charge them for that. Oh, you want to breathe the air? That'll cost you. You want the Wi-Fi service that doesn't work? Oh, it does work a little bit. Yeah, sporadically. Yeah. You can't stream things, really. It's only $24 for the two-hour flight. (laughs) I never buy the Wi-Fi for the plane. You shouldn't. No. You shouldn't. All this nickel and diming. And then the real low-budget ones, a la carte. Meaning you want to travel with a bag to carry on, we'll charge you for that, too. So I did find a hack for people who have too many little carry-ons, you know, because you're supposed to have your carry-on than a personal item. If you have something more than that, you can go to one of the shops in the airport and ask for a bag. And then you can put your extra stuff in the bag and they won't, uh, uh, I don't know not let you on with your three items. They'll think, oh, you just bought things in the airport. Life hacker. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was cool. That is cool. We're going to add that to your life hack website. I, yeah. Oh, I, I found another hack that was interesting. When you're checking in um, to, you know, they have the kiosks usually uh, if you need to check a bag. So you go to the kiosk that's closest to the first class check-in because if they're not busy, which they're usually not as busy as the regular, then they'll help you. And so you'll go through the thing faster instead of having to wait for coach. I'm surprised they're yeah. allowed to help you. I'm surprised there's not some mandate in place to don't talk to those people. Yeah, don't look at them. First class. That's the thing with boarding sometimes, too. The first class people get a different carpet to step on. There's a partition. Oh, yeah. Who cares? Yeah, what does that do? It's like... You go to the same scanner when you're getting on the plane to show your ticket, but if you're first class, you get to go to the left to the red carpet. Yeah. And then they they close off the partition, and then they open up the other side, but then you still just go to the same scanner. <laughs> yeah. I usually I'll put my foot on the first class. Ooh. I'll stomp on it. Rebel. And I'll look the attendant in the eye, uh-huh. the gate attendant. Look what I'm doing. Touching your rug. I'll look around for first class passengers. Like, look my foot. My common folk peasant foots on your carpet. Somebody comes out and they take that carpet away. Yeah, burn it immediately or they <laughs> yeah. disinfect it. That's like that uh, thing when like black people weren't allowed to do things where white people did things. <laughs> and uh, like if a black person got into the whites only pool, then they would drain the pool. Yeah. This is the not the same kind it's of behavior, but rooted in the same type of thinking. Yeah. So weird. Not as evil. No. Because this is money evolved and money is, uh, you know, just what makes the world go round. Have you ever had a fancy first class flight? Yes. And I, I feel I hate it. Really? Tell me. Tell well, me here's what the this, thing. Okay. I enjoy it. 
but I don't like the feeling of being the person who's in first class. I just don't yeah. feel like I belong there. I think that then the people who aren't flying first class think that I'm better than them. And I want to say, no, no, no. There was one time we um, deplaned, but the exit was behind first class. So coach and first class would have to go out the same exit door, but coach is coming from the front. I mean, coach coming from the back and first class coming from the front. Okay. And the attendant just had their arm out blocking all the coach people from exiting until first class. And I had my head down in shame and I didn't want to oh. make any eye contact. But I have to tell you, it was a lie flat seat and it was a long flight. And I yeah, and I got one of the single ones where there's not someone next to you and I uh-huh. closed. It wasn't like a full enclosed case. Uh-huh. But there was a little sliding door yeah. that like blocked your legs from the aisle. Cool. And really enjoyed it. Where I were did. you going? I did enjoy that. That was Salt Lake City. From well, New York? Yeah. Oh, how so long is that flight? I mean, it's not, when I say it's long, it's not the, the longest. Four or five hours? Oh. Four something hours? Mm-hmm. Um, when we flew to Portugal from New York uh, for a shoot, because a lot of times we would fly with so much gear. When, right. you, when you have first class tickets, you get free checked bags. Mm-hmm. Um, so those bag fees would rack up. So sometimes it's actually cheaper to book the first class oh, ticket. Oh, nice. And if it's the company's money, what the hell do I care? Yeah. So that was a lie flat seat too. Wow. That was How nice. long was the flight? I forget what that one is. Seven hours? Oh, that'd be so cool. I've only been in first class once and I think it was like some dumb web, some, it was coming back from Punta Cana, but it was like a cheap air line. So you got free drinks, but they didn't have, like, it wasn't that big of a deal. <laughs> it was kind of the same. It was just a bigger seat, you know? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of these classes broken up like that, though. If you want a nice receipt, sure, you offer it. But the price so high because it's mostly business travelers, and they're just ripping off companies. Right. It's the way it works. So it's not even accessible to people who, unless they're really rich, um, or... And it's like my company's paying for it. But the same thing I right. said, it's like, what do I care? Or a write-off or something. Yeah. Yeah. What do I care? Um, but that those times have gotten me access to lounges, which I know you have the, the access to. That's why I, I know what it's like in there. I've been in a few, and I broke a wine glass once. And yeah. I was embarrassed. Started a fight. And I was like, see, don't belong here. <laughs> Shouldn't be here. Yeah, there are ones that have showers. Well, uh, just for everyone, access for everyone. and. One of Tokyo's airports, there was a shower. Was, oh, yeah. That was the best thing. That would be great because especially when you have a layover somewhere. You have and a long flight ahead of you. Yeah. It's a 12-hour flight. I'm sorry about all the squeaking. Yeah, don't. It's fine. In the background all show. Uh, um, yes, layovers, showers. It's just refreshing. And yeah. you have your. I had my own little room. You go in, you lock it. That'd be nice. It was nice music you could put on. Mm-hmm. And then the pressure in that thing was outrageous in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a massage. Yeah. Water massage. I felt like I was drowning so much water was coming out. <laughs> You're like, I don't like this, but I'm I grateful that it exists. I did like it. It's like, wow, this this is <laughs> I'm gonna be so refreshed for this flight home. Um yeah, I would like I would like to fly first class. I have no problem being someone in first class. <laughs> you think you're better at that point? Is that I what's don't. Going on? No, I just want it. Listen, I love access. And so it would I would love the access to first class. Oh, they come around and they, you know, hang up your coat for you. Mm, thank you. Take drink orders. I don't like being served. Yeah, I like it. I just do not like being served. Yeah. Anywhere. 
restaurants, I feel like I need to apologize nonstop because mm-hmm. there's a server. I'm sorry, but can I have, can I order? <laughs> I just, I, I, I know it's your job and you're making money. I don't like being served and sitting there highfalutin. <laughs> you're not highfalutin at a restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> the whole setup's highfalutin. I, there's, I'm better than you. Uh-huh. You bring me my food. Mm-hmm. I'll order my food. I I'm going to order you to bring me food. I can take care of myself. This is my modesty kicking in. Yeah, but you can't work the POS system. Point of sale. Look, someone's got to cook the food. That's what I can't do. Okay. I like the places they cook it, they put it up, they call your name, you go get it, and you bring it back Oh, to you me. do? That's fine. I don't like that. I don't want to be served. I don't like waiting there. Like, what am I, a food runner? What am, am I, a, an expediter? I don't want to do that. Look, you're not wrong. If anything, I'm the, the weirdo on yeah. this one. <laughs> oh, the first class is great. I will not lie. It's just, I do not like, I hate that they get on first. Meaning it doesn't bother me, but when I when I was flew first class and I got on first, and then everyone's got to walk through the cabin, yeah. and then the people there looking at the other. Well, me, that doesn't I'm... make sense anyway. Why? What? What is better? First class is supposed to be better in a lot of ways. What's better about sitting on the airplane for an extra thirty minutes? They well, should load the plane from the back. You get your drink, and then the bag situation would make sense. Why are we doing this willy-nilly? Load from the back and to the front. And then the first class people don't have to sit on the airplane as long. Because it's all been monetized. There's zones now. That's fine. And it doesn't... Load the back zone first. But the zones are all staggered. It's not just zone eight is only the back. I think some people who got middle seats because they didn't they paid the cheapest fare and didn't get to pick their seat and then they're assigned a seat later on. It could be up front. But it's the middle seat. Or Having a couple stragglers who have to squeeze in between people, that's fine. But that's a, All right, don't load the back of the plane first. Load the sides first, the windows first. They want you to feel as though uh, you know you like having access and being uh-huh. zone three after first class and the other ones, uh, the priority people are on. You're like, All right, I get to – if you're zone seven, you look at those people and it's like, well, how do I get that? It's like, spend more money. I go, okay, that's why. That's why it works that way. Well, it doesn't seem very practical. It's and not. what are we trying to do? What are we trying to do at the airport? I'm sorry, on like boarding a flight. Are we trying to save time? All right, then let's load from the back or from the sides first. No, they're not because they also- I so- can't figure, I don't have a place to put my overhead bag because the way that the plane was loaded, all the spaces, even though the person who's sitting up front has their bag way back here because there wasn't, it doesn't make sense. Stop being rational. <laughs> You got to drop this thinking. You got to realize there's money involved. That I don't understand. That is more important. They also say, uh, you know, you look at your flight times, 3.30 to 6.45 when the flight itself is an hour, 30 minutes. They build in that time. Yeah. So, so it'll be like, look, like, it's ca- it ca- if we landed early. Yeah. So they can do <laughs> stuff like this. Yeah. We'll just load it in a way that'll get us the most money. Well. There's just... I'm annoyed. It's the way it works now, I guess. And also the seats. They talk about, uh, I think. That We're not was... talking about planes. Oh, shoot. All right. Air- airport. <laughs> we just talked about airplanes. But I guess that involved being still in the airport at the gate. Okay. Well, that, that was at the gate. People, the way they line up and they just yeah. group up oh, and everybody a big massive. Sit down. Sit down. They need the overhead space. This is another product. So load it properly. No, it's another product of charging for checked bags that people don't. 
And then at that point, I guess you can still check it for free at the gate. So you're How not much paying. money are they? Are they not making enough money? Airlines? Are people not flying? No, more people are flying than ever. All right. Then why are things, why are the seats? <laughs> I mean, there's. I love there's, there's, the airport. I don't know why I'm so fired up. There are things like jet fuel costs that go up and down. And okay. They, sometimes they lock in long-term contracts. There are a lot of costs that go into operating it. But, you know, after 9-11, they, they got into, well, air travels down and we're all hurting. And we got to make more money. And once you cross the line of charging for bag, you're never going back. Yeah. You're never going back. You're not going to lose those millions of extra dollars. No. Yeah. So it's done. It's but finished. what would happen if they, let's say, it, let's say it's, you know, $60 million a year they make from... Uh, baggage fees. It's probably more than that, but continue. You think it's more than sixty million? I can look it up. All right. Uh, what would that at this point really do? What would they lose if they lost that money? Besides the money, <laughs> that the money, their shareholders they have to keep. Uh, airline baggage fee report found that domestic carriers collected nearly five billion dollars <gasps> in baggage fees, up from four point five billion in twenty seventeen. Wow. There you go. That's a so lot. Not just sixty million, five billion. No one's giving that money up. Five billion. It's not going anywhere. That's domestic. It's just domestic. Wow. Uh, American Airlines alone brought in the most money from baggage fees in 2018, collecting 1.2 billion dollars. Wow. Yeah. Done. But that's what creates these situations because if you could check your bag for free and it was checked and you were at the gate and they're boarding the plane, you're not going to go. I don't care when you get on. You've got your seat. My seat's there. I used to. Good on last. I would wait. I've never last. done that. It's, it, it makes me nervous. Well, they know who's checked in and they'll at least give a few minutes. I know, but still, it, I the logic of I'll get on this flight even if I am on last, that's all there. But I still, it would still make me nervous. Like, oh, I should get on. No, do it. It's fun. It's a nice yeah. test. All right. Maybe I'll do it you today. You like feeling special. No, you don't want to do it today because oh, you're flying. It's Southwest. You're flying Southwest, oh, okay. so right. then you just get the worst seat on the I'm plane. So, I'm so used to Delta. Southwest. <laughs> what is this weird system, Southwest? <laughs> I don't mind the Southwest boarding. Once you get used to it. At first, I hated it. Yeah. But I've gotten used to it, and I always just pay the extra $15 for the early bird check-in because I think that's fair because they don't charge bag fees or anything. Well, people act like paying like 15 bucks is a lot when you would throw $15 down the drain at Target. Easy. You know, like, what did I buy at Target just now for $15? Or the Shake Shack because you want a burger and you're in the airport. That's your tradition. It's like your ritual to eat hot garbage before a flight. That's all they've got. LaGuardia, the way it's set up now, especially the the new terminal that opened, once you're through security, there's a food court outside of security. Most people, once you're in, it's pretty much a Shake Shack or some of those sit-down bars. Okay. That are just in the middle of terminals. Uh Uh-huh. And you sit down, you can And they food. smell horrible. Yeah, All but, those bars always smell like bar rot. But those, uh, yeah, so I go to the Shake Shack. And uh, what is it supposed to eat? Are you eating healthy at an airport? Well, you bring stuff from home. I can't come through security. Yes, you can. Beverages can't. Oh, well, you don't bring a, oh, light, uh, airport hack, bring a water bottle, an empty water bottle with you through security and fill it up. At the water stations through security at the gate. Written down. What noted. a stupid hack. I was looking up airport hacks. Oh. And one of them was like, <laughs> and the other one was wear more clothes. <laughs> so, 
so that if your bag is too heavy, like if your bag's too heavy, you can't fit stuff in your bag. Just like put on a bunch of clothes. So you wear like five shirts, five, six socks. That makes sense. Yeah. If, if you're overweight with your bag. Yeah. That's Just put on some extra pants. It's going to cost you a lot more. An extra $100 to check the thing. Yeah. One pound over. So yeah. Where $100, does it? $50, 25 For being over? Yeah. Nah, it jumps. You know what's weird? You spend more money on, let's say your bag is too heavy, and so they charge you extra. To me, it was like, oh, I, it's like a stupid thinking where it's like, oh, you pay more money because it weighs more, and they can only have a certain amount of weight you know, distrib- distributed through the plane because it can't be too heavy with baggage or whatever, so you pay extra money. What does that do? What do you pay? What does that extra money go to? Because it's overweight. It's not like it's lessening the how much it weighs because you've paid money. Doesn't it's just another way to make more money? So weird. And what an arbitrary thing if it's over 50, 50 pounds. 50. Yeah. 51 pounds. They'll let you slide. <laughs> I've gone uh... over. I've gone over a little bit and they're like, "That's fine." Well, it's nice of them. If it's 60, I'm sure that they would say, now you have to spend extra money, which doesn't make sense. What's the cutoff at that point? So, all right, 51. It's only one pound over. It's at your okay. discretion. It's at whoever's but discretion. But that's 52. But it's only one pound over that extra pound that you give. Okay. Well, 53. Well, it's only one extra pound over those two extra lee- leeway pounds that you give. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to stop It's somewhere. only 10 extra pounds. Yeah. I don't know where it stops. Um, but I think that's another thing. You know, there are people who travel... With gear and equipment, just we'll make more money. That's all. It's all about money. I guess so. Give me more money. All right. Do we have anything else? Um. I mean, this angers you. I would. We don't have to talk about it a lot, but I go. Find, oh. I go find the family bathroom if I need to go because I'm not going to go into one of those bathrooms where the businessmen are on the phone while they're taking dumps. I can't do it, and I can't take a dump in there. And uh, I will go find the family bathroom, the single stall. I, the families can deal. No, they cannot. Yeah. You have a (laughs) crazy toddler (laughs) who, who is excited to be there, is not listening, probably is time for their nap because you can never make travel arrangements around nap, um, uh, to avoid nap. It's not my fault that you chose to have kids and then travel with them. It's not my fault. It is your fault because you're in the bathroom that's designated for me and my crazy kids. Yeah, because kids. I need privacy. I know the way I'm stretching the rules here. I'm talking about people doing things that they yeah! are taking others into consideration. I'm aware of the hypocrisy. It's not lost on me. But this is a this is a real phobia. Sometimes this stuff. Oh, it's a real phobia. Yeah. You so you get you can't handle it. You need a support animal to go to the bathroom in the normal bathroom. Do you ever go to a bathroom where some guys on the phone? Talking about the broad he banged and the deal he's closing while he's dropping a hot deuce <laughs> into the water. <laughs> Close up. Well, these... Wouldn't it make you go faster? Because you're like, I got to get out of here. No, close up. It's like, I don't, I can't. I'm just thinking of that guy over there and his butt opening and the poop oh, coming right. out as he's talking to someone on the phone. Uh-huh. So that's why I use them. I have All to. Right. It's a but you're a quick pooper. I'll be fast. Fast so that's possible. nice. I don't understand people hang out in the bathroom for. <sighs> I don't either. An hour. Like Tim Andrews talks about that. You know, like your legs fall asleep. What are you <laughs> doing in there? Yeah. Why are you spending forty-five minutes in the bathroom? I don't get it. I don't either. I don't understand. 
If I saw you, a single man coming out of the family bathroom and I was waiting to change my kid's poopy diaper, they've they've you know, the poop has gone up the back past the. I would give you the dirtiest look. Well, let me tell you this. I do feel shame when I leave. I put my head down and hope to not make eye contact with anyone. who. Yeah, I hope no one's waiting. Yes. Yeah, good. So much shit. <laughs> I do. It's just something that needs to be done. I hope that. Uh, and then I make my way. You I'm going to dress in a three piece suit. I'm going to wait outside of family <laughs> bathrooms, wait for single men to come out. I'm just going to slowly take off my tie and come up behind them and strangle them to death. Then, and everyone will applaud. Yeah, I was and say, then I'll dip, big, I'll dip a woman and give her a big kiss. You'll get a big applause. <laughs> you'll be the savior of the day. And then I sneak away from the bathroom and I go to my plane. And before I get on the plane, I always touch the plane. Some weird superstition. Like You the, told me that and now I do it. Like it. it's a horse. But I, I touch the left-hand side because I feel like it's near the horse's head. <laughs> well, you see some. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like their neck. <laughs> <laughs> you see some people patting it very directly. Uh-huh. I don't, I don't want people to know that I'm doing it. So okay. I kind of do it secretly. Discreet. Like at, walking down the jetway to the plane, I'll end up touching like things on the wall so people just think it's something I do so when I get to the plane. Oh, wow. You think really people are paying attention. Yeah. I don't want to like, oh, look at that guy. He thinks he just, what a loser. He thinks he's doing something by touching the plane. Yeah, I'm calming my anxiety. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. But I don't want you to know that it exists. And then I'm on and that's it. All right. And how did you feel? Relieved because I got to that bathroom. <laughs> Didn't have to listen to the man brag about the $55 million deal he was he was working on. We're charging more for baggage. We're going to make, you know, $61 billion this year. Yeah. So gross. All right. Anything else? No. Thanks for listening to One Topic. You can find us online. Like, subscribe, rate, review us. Follow us, subscribe. <laughs> this 46 grams of sugar really is working. You're going to crash. Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. What do you call the sweat on Dolly Parton's boobs? What? Mountain Dew. Greg. Hey, Autumn. Do you like hot sauce? You know, I do like hot sauce, but I'm getting pretty bored of my regular Texas Peter Tabasco. I'm looking for a local sauce without Mm. any additives or extracts, a company that uses local peppers so it's as fresh as possible, and a company that really cares about the integrity of the sauce and where their ingredients come from. Definitely. And hey, while we're at it, I don't want a sauce with too many ingredients. Mm -mm. You know, a lot of other sauces out there, they have all kinds of fillers. So I'd love to find a sauce with, I don't know, what? Let's say no more than five ingredients. I mean, it's crazy, but there's got to be a company out there that hand processes their sauce. You know, bottling and labeling every bottle themselves. I'm probably asking a lot. Well, you really are, but there is a hot sauce out there who only uses five ingredients. What? zero fillers, additives, or extracts, and who bottles, labels, and packages everything themselves. It's called Hoff Sauce. What? They're a small batch hot sauce company out of Chattanooga, Tennessee, that's won best Louisiana style sauce in the country. How many times? Not once, 
not twice, three times. Three times! How does that sound, Greg? I think that sounds amazing. You know how you can get your own bottle of no, hot sauce? No, no. Tell me, please, now. Hoffandpepper.com. And not only am I giving you the gift of the best hot sauce that you'll ever taste, I'm going to give you 15% off if you use the code one topic 15 Hold on. That's... Yes. Get a pen and paper. One topic 15 Good. That's onetopic one five. All squished together at checkout. You'll get 15% off your order and your life will be better. Thank you. You're welcome. Welcome.